welcome. I am your host, Nicole Nyberg. I am a neonatal nurse practitioner and also a proud preemie mama to my son, William, who just happens to be a former 23-weeker. So if you are a current or former NICU parent, you have come to the right place. I have been exactly where you are and I know what you're going through. We will be discussing all things related to the neonatal intensive care unit for preterm and term infants, as well as some of the emotions and struggles parents endure along the way in the NICU and beyond. So tune in and get ready to become educated and empowered. This is the Empowering NICU Parents Podcast. While I make every effort to broadcast correct and up-to-date information, medicine is constantly evolving and advancing, and I continue to learn new things each day. Every NICU baby and their journey is different, and every institution varies in their practices as well. So please, always consult your obstetrician and your infant's physician for any medical issues or concerns. I am presenting from my personal experience and knowledge. My opinions do not represent that of my employers. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope you are all able to enjoy time and fellowship with your family and loved ones on this holiday. I am also hopeful that despite eating so much turkey with all of that tryptophan, that you do not fall asleep as you are listening. One of the many things that I love about the time surrounding Thanksgiving is that it helps us to pause and have more moments of gratitude and the ability to reflect on the blessings we have in our lives. I am very blessed and grateful for so many things in my life. I also want to take a moment and thank all of my listeners. I am so grateful for all of you. Whether this is your first time joining us or you are a seasoned listener, I am grateful that you are here and so thankful for your support. My wish is that these episodes reach NICU families and clinicians and that they bring value to your personal journey, whatever it may look like. So thank you so much for being here, and we hope to continue to bring you insightful, supportive, and educational content. If you did not know, November is Prematurity Awareness Month, and we just celebrated World Prematurity Day on November 17th. During this month, we bring more awareness to all of the premature infants born each and every day, as well as the clinicians who care for them and the parents. Despite all of the latest technology and advances in healthcare, one in 10 children are born prematurely in the United States. Across all countries, the rate of preterm birth ranged from 4 to 16% of babies born in 2020. Unfortunately, preterm birth rates have not changed in the last decade in any region of the world. And sadly, preterm birth complications are the leading cause of death among children under the age of five. Infants born prematurely are more likely to have long-term academic difficulties, cognitive impairments, learning disabilities, and or emotional and behavioral issues that will not only impact their life, but they also have a very significant toll on the entire family. Researchers are consistently trying to find strategies to prevent preterm births, but as I just said, the rates have not changed in the past 10 years. So we, as NICU clinicians, continue to practice evidence-based care in the NICU to optimize neonatal outcomes. We focus not only on survival of premature infants, 
but we want them to be healthy, neurologically intact, and to have the opportunity to thrive throughout their lifetime. As you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, I continually promote family-based care in the NICU. Research has shown that when parents are more engaged and not only involved in their infant's daily care, but also in shared decision-making, it improves the infant's long-term trajectory, a consistent and crucial component of family-centered care or family-integrated care is the practice of skin-to-skin care, otherwise known as kangaroo care. This year, the theme for Prematurity Awareness Day was Small Actions, Big Impact, Immediate Skin-to-Skin Care for Every Baby Everywhere. And I couldn't agree more. The small action of assisting parents with immediate skin-to-skin care has a very big impact. Obviously, every clinical situation is different, but when possible, infants should be skin-to-skin with their parents. We have to work towards providing immediate and consistent skin-to-skin care in the NICU. If we are unable to provide skin-to-skin care immediately due to the infant's clinical condition, we as a united clinical team must try every day thereafter and as soon as possible to provide skin-to-skin care for the infant and parents. The benefits for the infant and parents are endless. Together, we truly can make a difference in the lives of the infants and parents. Now, I reviewed the benefits of kangaroo care in detail back on episode 14 of our podcast, Kangaroo Care in the NICU, How Does It Benefit the Infant and the Parents? So today, we will replay part of that episode with some additional updates. Research continues to show the benefits of kangaroo care, which is why it continues to be a core component of evidence-based care in the NICU. So get ready to become empowered as we review the benefits of kangaroo care in the NICU. This episode of our podcast is sponsored by Dr. Brown's Medical. Dr. Brown's Medical strives to deliver valuable infant feeding products and programs to support professionals in providing positive feeding experiences for the infants in their care. Traditional feeding products and practices in the NICU are inconsistent and can result in poor feeding outcomes. All babies deserve positive feeding experiences for life. of the top children's hospitals in the United States utilize Dr. Brown's effective feeding solutions. Dr. Brown's unique zero-resistance bottle systems, nipples with reliable flow rates, and the infant-driven feeding program are evidence-based standard of care practices that improve infant feeding outcomes. The Dr. Brown's medical team is available to provide support for you and your team to help achieve best practice results. Dr. Brown's medical provides four free webinars every year on various infant feeding topics and offers continuing education hours for nurses, occupational therapists, and speech language pathologists. Learn more at www.drbrownsmedical.com or Find the link in the show notes. Do not miss capturing a single one of your baby's first holidays with our set of first holiday cards. 
Each set of 5x5 cards includes 12 unique and colorful holiday images for every major and minor holiday. Take a moment and capture the perfect photo opportunity each holiday during your baby's first year. You may not believe me now, but your baby's first year will fly by. So capture an amazing keepsake that you will forever treasure with these holiday cards. Order your set of downloadable holiday cards right now at empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash shop. That's empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash S-H-O-P or find the link in our show notes. Now back to the episode. As I said, I love talking about kangaroo care or skin-to-skin care, and I hope you are just as excited to hear about it. Skin-to-skin care refers to a method of holding an infant in an upright and prone position skin-to-skin on the parent's chest for a period of time. The infant will only have a hat and diaper in place, and the parent will also have bare skin. The benefits of kangaroo care are endless, and not just for the baby. Kangaroo care has shown benefits for homeostasis for preterm infants, including maintaining a healthy body temperature and increased cardiorespiratory stabilization. Additionally, kangaroo care is associated with decreased likelihood of infection, severe illness, and death. A recent study showed that even a very small amount of kangaroo care, as minimal as one hour a day for 14 days with preterm infants compared to infants who remained in an isolate, was associated with improved fetal and maternal outcomes 10 years later. This was a breakthrough study since it was the first to demonstrate the long-lasting value of early kangaroo care. Skin-to-skin care is supported by the World Health Organization, Baby-Friendly Hospital Initiative, the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine, and American Academy of Pediatrics. It is also an extremely important component, as I mentioned, of family-centered care. The World Health Organization solidified their support in their most recent recommendations for care of the preterm and low birth weight infant. The World Health Organization leads global efforts to promote healthier lives through all stages of life. They released updated recommendations for care of the preterm and low birth weight infants last year in November. The guidelines developed by the World Health Organization are meant to help end users or clinicians make informed decisions on whether, when, and how to undertake specific actions such as clinical interventions, diagnostic tests, or public health measures with the aim to achieve the best possible individual or collective health outcomes. The guidelines include preventive and promotive care, care of complications, and family involvement and support. Within their recommendations under preventive and promotive care is any kangaroo mother care, which was updated in the guidelines. Kangaroo mother care is recommended as routine care for all preterm or low birth weight infants. Kangaroo mother care can be initiated in the healthcare facility or at home and should be given for 8 to 24 hours per day or as many hours as possible. This particular guideline is labeled as a strong recommendation with a high certainty of evidence. 
Additionally, the World Health Organization followed any kangaroo mother care with a new recommendation, kangaroo mother care for preterm or low birth weight infants should be started as soon as possible after birth. As a NICU nurse and now as an NNP, I thought that I understood the importance of kangaroo care and I always tried to promote it. But after I had my son prematurely, I realized very quickly that I had not even begun to grasp the importance of kangaroo care for the baby and the family as a whole. I can hands down say that our daily kangaroo care sessions were one of the integral pieces that contributed to my son's success. I had my son William at 23 and 4 sevenths weeks. We did not hold him for the first five days due to intraventricular hemorrhage prevention, but On his fifth day of life, I was able to put that sweet boy to my chest for the first time. It was unforgettable. We used a gauze in place of a diaper to protect his incredibly fragile skin from diaper irritation. And it was on my chest that he stooled for the very first time, right down my chest, and I celebrated. On the next day, I taught my husband to do the standing transfer, and he held him for the first time. Essentially, every day thereafter, one or both of us did kangaroo care with William for one to six hours a day total. I would read to him, sing to him, or just sit quietly with him. I eventually figured out how I could pump while doing kangaroo care so that darn pumping would not interrupt my skin-to-skin time with him. While William was still in the NICU, we had several physicians and nurses comment on William's quiet alert states and how interactive he was despite being born so prematurely. William loved kangaroo care, and I cannot even begin to describe the fulfillment it brought me. Before I had William, I somewhat understood the fathers participating in kangaroo care. But again, I could never have fathomed what joy it brought me to see my husband hold our son skin to skin. It may even seem a bit odd to you still, until it's your child. Kangaroo care was initially described in Sweden in 1976 as early contact with the mother and baby at birth, but it became especially popular in Colombia out of necessity as an alternative method of caring for low birth weight infants in resource-limited countries. In 1978, the neonatologist Dr. Sanabria used the method to care for low birth weight infants where there was a lack of equipment to keep the babies warm. In under-resourced settings, neonatal mortality and infection rates were high due to overcrowded nurseries and inadequate staffing. In the original version of kangaroo care, infants were placed in continuous skin-to-skin contact for 24 hours a day with frequent and exclusive breastfeeding. Researchers found a reduced rate of infant mortality, so not only did more babies survive, but they actually thrived. So how did this translate into our practice of kangaroo care today? With our modern-day practices, intermittent skin-to-skin care has been modified from the original version of kangaroo mother care. It has now been adopted in resource-rich countries for healthy term infants, as well as those who require neonatal intensive care, including those who require ventilatory support and or are extremely premature. The benefits of kangaroo care are endless, and not just for the baby. Kangaroo care has shown benefits for homeostasis for preterm infants, including maintaining a healthy body temperature and increased cardiorespiratory stabilization. Additionally, 
Kangaroo care is associated with decreased likelihood of infection, severe illness, and death. A recent study showed that even a very small amount of kangaroo care, as minimal as one hour a day for 14 days with preterm infants, compared to infants who remained in an isolate, was associated with improved fetal and maternal outcomes 10 years later. This was a breakthrough study since it was the first to actually demonstrate the long-lasting value of early kangaroo care. Skin-to-skin care is supported by the World Health Organization, Baby-Friendly Hospital Initiative, the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine, and American Academy of Pediatrics. It is also an extremely important component of family-centered care. Evidence has shown that the most substantial benefit of skin-to-skin care is the significant improvements in volume of milk production by the mother, resulting in a longer duration of breastfeeding. Several breastfeeding measures have been reviewed, including initiation, exclusivity, performance, success, duration, and milk production, and they have all shown benefits from kangaroo care. More kangaroo care infants are breastfeeding at discharge and beyond at one, two, five, and six months than non-kangaroo care infants. The Baby-Friendly Hospital Initiative is an international set of guidelines to promote, protect, and support breastfeeding. Within the initiative, kangaroo care is one of the 10 steps to successful breastfeeding. Although they were initially developed for healthy term infants, a group of experts made recommendations to adapt the 10 steps to ill and preterm infants who require intensive care. The provision of early, continuous, and prolonged kangaroo care without unjustified restrictions is cited as crucial to improving breastfeeding outcomes in this vulnerable population. With the improvements in milk production and longer duration of breastfeeding, it allows the infant to receive more of the mother's milk. And I'm sure you know the many benefits of breast milk. It is even more crucial for preterm infants to receive breast milk. Breast milk decreases the incidence of infections and necrotizing intercolitis, an acquired neonatal disorder caused by a combination of mucosal injury, hypoxia, and infection of the intestinal wall. Breast milk also improves brain and overall growth and eventually neurodevelopmental outcomes. And just as the original intentions of kangaroo mother care, infant warming during kangaroo care has been confirmed by meta-analyses. Skin-to-skin care helps to maintain the temperature of extremely low birth weight infants. The mother's breasts themselves have been shown to change in temperature to match the baby's temperature needs. Isn't that incredible? Since the baby's temperature can be regulated while skin-to-skin, it allows parents to hold and bond with their baby early on even when they are so small. Additionally, for the baby, kangaroo care can improve the baby's other vital signs by stabilizing their heart rate and improving their breathing pattern. If I am the provider at a delivery of a late preterm or term infant, and sometimes they display minor signs of a slower transition to extrauterine life, I always encourage the nurses to place the infant skin to skin with their mother. It oftentimes will help to regulate their breathing and assist with their transition. Sometimes that's just all they need is to be on their mother's chest. That way, the baby can stay with the parents as opposed to being yanked out into a transition unit or the NICU. Skin-to-skin care has also been shown in some studies to minimize the frequency of desaturations when compared to swaddled holding. 
Initially, especially with infants who are ventilated, it may take a few minutes for the infant and their oxygen saturations to stabilize and level out after the transition from their isolate to their parent's chest. But once they are settled, kangaroo care has been shown to be very beneficial for stabilizing oxygen saturations. One day, our son William was experiencing more apnea and desaturations than usual. My husband and I were sitting outside of his isolate feeling utterly helpless. We had not been able to do skin-to-skin care with him that day. Although unusual for William's care team, that day we were actually discouraged from doing skin-to-skin care since he was having a rough day. So we continued to just sit there until my husband stood up and said, forget it, I'm going to hold him. Although our nurse was hesitant, she assisted in getting William out and onto my husband's chest. And within minutes, the amount of apnea and desaturations our son was experiencing dramatically improved. Now, this is not to say that it would happen every time or every unit would be agreeable, but my son, who absolutely has not changed a bit, knew even then, at a few weeks old, exactly what he wanted, and he let us know. When infants are born prematurely, there is a disruption in the baby's neurobehavioral development that results in an immature and disorganized nervous system. Preterm infants display symptoms of their immature neural development, especially when they're stressed with several different signs, including but not limited to yawning, sneezing, a change in vital signs, finger splaying, color changes, hypotonia, or hyperextension of extremities. But kangaroo care practiced five or more times per week for at least 30 minutes at a time has been shown to increase alertness and attention to the environment in infants when they were tested at postmenstrual ages of 37 weeks, 40 weeks, 6 months, and 12 months. Kangaroo care infants also have a higher mental and motor developmental scores than non-kangaroo care infants at 6 months and 1 year. These findings, coupled with other evaluations, concluded that kangaroo care accelerates autonomic and neurobehavioral development. Research has also shown that infants who receive regular kangaroo care have more mature and improved sleep organization with longer periods of quiet sleep and alert wakefulness and an improvement in sleep cycles, as well as a decrease in arousals from sleep. So what does all this mean? It means that infants who receive kangaroo care on a regular basis develop a more rapid improvement in state organization, resulting in more alert and responsive behavior and less irritability and fussiness. Just as I mentioned before when I was saying all of the physicians would say William was so interactive, these babies show significant improvements in that quiet alert state. They've also shown infants tend to just cry less and are less fussy while they're doing skin-to-skin care. As I previously mentioned, kangaroo care has also been shown to decrease the incidence of nosocomial infections. Research has found that infants who received regular skin-to-skin care had fewer hospital-acquired infections and that if there were infections that occurred, they were less severe when compared to infants who received the usual care. Additionally, kangaroo care has the potential to contribute to the development of an infant's microbiome, which has potentially lifelong effects. The microbiome is the colonization of the surfaces on the body, including the skin and gastrointestinal tract, and they play an important role for the immune system. When an infant does regular kangaroo care, they are exposed to their parents' skin microbes, which help colonize the infant with healthier microbiomes that they would have otherwise not been exposed to. But the most amazing part 
is that the mother is also exposed to the infant's microbes and her immune system produces an immune response to the microbes and will share those immune properties with the infant through her breast milk. Totally amazing, right? Now, in our next episode, we will discuss one of the few associated risks with skin-to-skin care and how the infant may be at risk for staph aureus and what typical measures are taken to minimize the risk. I know as a NICU mother, one of the most anguishing parts of William being born prematurely and spending so much time in the NICU was helplessly watching the stress and pain he endured on a daily basis, especially in the initial weeks. I would have done just about anything to be able to minimize it for him. Research suggests that NICU infants experience around 10 painful procedures each day. Isn't that heartbreaking? And in response to the stress, the infant's body diverts resources away from growth, but rather toward meeting the immediate needs and demands of the body. And although significant progress has been made over the years in NICUs to provide more developmentally appropriate care and to manage neonatal pain better, we still have a lot of work to do. We also know that there are profound effects, both short and long-term, of stress on our NICU babies that we must find ways to reduce and attempt to promote positive stress-reducing experiences. Skin-to-skin care has been found to be an effective and safe intervention during a painful procedure. Unfortunately, most of William's labs were drawn early in the morning when I was not present. But if he ever had a lab draw while I was there, I tried to have them do it while I did kangaroo care. Research has shown that when infants experience a reduced state of stress, they are able to better engage with their parents, which facilitates bonding. Additionally, They are better able to feed and their gastrointestinal tract will better support digestion, restoration growth, and better long-term developmental outcomes. Okay, so if all of the above benefits we just discussed have not convinced you how absolutely amazing and beneficial and impactful kangaroo care can be, then this next part will. For me, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. I was one of those little girls who constantly dreamt of my amazing wedding and how many children I would have from a very young age. So once I became pregnant, all I could dream about was seeing our sweet child's face, learning if it was a boy or girl, and snuggling, breastfeeding, and caring for a beautiful little one that we created. But for me, that dream and beautiful experience was completely stripped away. NICU parents experience an entirely different range of emotions, but the majority of them are not the joyful ones they had anticipated. The initial moment when you hoped your baby would be placed on your chest immediately after delivery is replaced with apprehension as you watch your baby being whisked off to the NICU. Most parents are completely unprepared for either a preterm delivery or for their baby to be admitted to the NICU. All of the feelings of joy you initially anticipated are now replaced with fear and uncertainty. Many of these feelings are so strong that as a parent, they paralyze you. Mothers especially feel powerless. With their feelings of guilt and inadequacy, they begin to feel inferior in their ability to care for their own baby compared to the NICU care team. So they retreat even more into their self-doubt and overwhelm. Yes, We as part of the NICU care team are the experts, but these are the baby's parents. We must remind ourselves of this each and every single day 
How can we promote attachment, bonding, and confidence in our NICU parents? More skin-to-skin care. Being the parent of a critically ill neonate is extremely stressful. NICU parents have a high rate of post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and additional strains on their family. Skin-to-skin care helps to alleviate some of the common long-term negative effects. It helps fathers especially feel more included in their baby's care. Mothers have also reported less stress and more satisfaction with the NICU care, and both parents are more responsive to their infant's cues. For me personally, it gave me a purpose each and every day. Yes, I was William's mother, and I helped with two-person care, diaper changes, and I provided him with milk. But there was something so much different about our daily kangaroo care. I look forward to it, and I knew that it was benefiting him then and in the long term. Within the species of mammals, direct skin-to-skin contact between the newborn and mother is critical to support the survival of the newborn through thermal regulation, milk letdown, and bonding. This response to -to skin-to-skin is evident through infancy, but there is believed to be a specific time in the first two hours of life when kangaroo care activates neuroendocrine hormonal changes that have long-lasting effects. The key hormone involved in this response is oxytocin, or the love attachment hormone. Attachment is defined as the emotional connection that is formed between infants and their parents. Studies have shown that mothers who did kangaroo care with their infants had greater mother-infant attachment scores across the postpartum period and improved responsiveness and reciprocity at 10 years. Maternal stress scores have also been found to be lower. Skin-to-skin care promotes participation of both parents in caring for the infant. It strengthens the family role in caring for a fragile infant and decreases the common feelings of helplessness. That is huge! Kangaroo care actually helps parents feel like parents. Research has shown that mothers and fathers in a skin-to-skin care-rich environment were found to be more sensitive, less intrusive, had more affectionate touch of their infant and spouse, and the family style was overall more cohesive. Isn't that what we want? And most importantly, kangaroo care helps the parents become more comfortable with their infant and more confident. It actually allows parents to nurture and care for their fragile infant. Mothers had greater confidence and competence about their nurturing abilities. They report feeling as though they know their infant and experience a more noticeable sense of their role as a mother. Fathers have reported to feel an intense connection and attachment to their infant. They feel more involved, experience less anxious feelings, and are more confident about their parental role. Fathers have also demonstrated more sensitivity to their infant's cues and ultimately a better home environment months down the road. The more positive interactions and better attachment counteracts the negative long-term effects of hospitalization on preterm infants' neurobehavioral development. After all, we as part of the NICU care team not only want to save infants, but we want to send them home to parents who are healthy, engaged, and confident in their parental role. Even as I researched in preparation for this podcast, it reminded me and became very evident that the benefits for the baby and the parents almost all ultimately affect the baby's long-term developmental outcomes. 
Whether it's the decreased risk of infection, their improved sleep organization, better parental engagement, confidence, and even stronger parent-child bonds, the long-term effect is improved neurodevelopmental outcomes. So if you are not doing so already, start doing daily kangaroo care with your little one. If they are not stable enough yet, I want you to ask the nurse and the NICU providers each and every day if today might be the day. It will make a difference. To see a visual breakdown of all of the aforementioned benefits of kangaroo care for babies and their parents with the common beneficial long-term outcome of improved neurodevelopmental outcomes, go and grab your free kangaroo care graph at empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash kangaroo graph. That's empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash K-A-N-G-A-R-O-O-G-R-A-P-H. To learn more about how to address the barriers of kangaroo care, assess infant readiness, and how to transfer the infant safely, I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode 15 at empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash episode 15. And if you are still a skeptic, or need evidence supported by research to encourage your NICU staff, you must listen to episode 30, The Positive Effects of Kangaroo Care, a literature review, where I do just that. I review literature and evidence on the proven positive effects of kangaroo care. You can listen by heading to empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash episode 30. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you gained a new piece of knowledge on all of the benefits of skin-to-skin care. As I mentioned, kangaroo care should be a key component of the care we provide in the NICU. Just like administering a medication, it is considered a treatment. And not only does it improve the outcomes for the infant, but the parents as well. It truly assists with bonding, feelings of attachment, connection, love, confidence, and it helps to improve breast milk supply in mothers. I understand that logistically, it does take time, organization, it involves coordination of several members of the care team, and may leave caregivers with feelings of uncertainty because of the risk of dislodging critical lines and tubes on the baby. But the benefits outweigh the risks. Once it is practiced repetitively and becomes part of your daily routine, your confidence will increase and it will continue to go smoother, not only for you as a caregiver, but also the parents as well. The standing transfer method eases the transition for the infant from the isolate to their parent's chest, and it allows the parent to safely secure the infant to their chest prior to sitting while the NICU care team members monitor the lines and tubes. To see a video of a standing transfer method, head to empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash standing transfer. Now for my parents who are listening, I encourage you to ask your baby's NICU care team each and every day if you can hold your infant skin to skin. As I mentioned, the practice should be done daily but your infant may be too critical at this point. Or, sadly, your infant may be in a unit that does not routinely offer or practice daily skin-to-skin care. 
Despite this, I encourage you to ask each day, and it will encourage the NICU care team to help get your baby out so you can hold them skin to skin. This way, it will become part of your daily routine and theirs. Do not be afraid. Remember, it is your baby, and it will be so beneficial for both of you. We've got this. Together as a team, we can make a huge difference. For all of the links and sponsors mentioned in the episode, as well as show notes, head to empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash episode 55. To continue to bring awareness to prematurity and preterm births, please consider sharing this episode with someone who will gain some value from it. Bye for now. And again, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for tuning in to the Empowering NICU Parents podcast and have an amazing day. Remember, once empowered with knowledge, you have the ability to change the course. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Empowering NICU Parents podcast. For the show notes and any links mentioned in the episode, head to empoweringnicuparents.com. I would love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear. So make sure you let me know in the comments section. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and consider leaving a rating. Five stars would be awesome so we can help other NICU families. Remember, if you have any questions or concerns with your NICU baby, please consult their medical care team. Until next time, friends. Bye.